Um, did you, when you bought your house or when you guys were looking for your house, well, I don't know. I guess I don't even know where I'm going with this question. But like for us, like we started looking, realized that it is absolutely insane and really hard to buy a house in Alaska. One, because you're not, I mean, to be honest, that's how I feel. You're not getting much for your money. Um, in order to have, I mean, for what we were approved for the first time, it was like we were either buying a shit show or something like that needed like a ton of work, a ton of work that we we're mm -hmm. going to have to put thousands of dollars back into, or we could buy something that we could move into right away, but it'd be like tippy top of your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like maybe not even be able to afford. Right. Or super tiny. You're just not, you know, not what you wanted right. to go through with something right. that big for so we actually like backed off for like a year and a half and then came back into it and like thank god we did that but did you guys do that or you just like went all in no we i probably somewhat similar like we started looking about a year before we were actually financially ready just mm -hmm. because we kind of wanted to get an idea start looking at houses going in and, and seeing what we wanted out of a house because um, we had ideas but until you actually like go in and look and you know yeah that's kind of how you figure out what you want um so i would say it took us about a year but we had but our realtor our realtor would take us around and like look at different houses like basically as soon as one popped up that we really liked and we always kind of figured like if we find one that we really like that we want to buy mm -hmm. even if we don't have everything that we need in place um, we'll figure it out, right? Like, if, if the right thing comes along, I'm sure we could throw together what we need to get into it. But it actually kind of worked out perfectly. We looked for about a year, and right around the time that we were, like, financially ready is when we found, like, when our house popped up on the market, and... That's good. It was ready, yeah. yeah that's awesome. And, like, walk in, like, turnkey, like, didn't, it was already empty. We got early occupancy, like, everything. Mm -hmm. It just all fell into place. That's awesome. I remember the first time, I swear, we looked at so many houses, and it was just, it was, like, devastating, and it was hard. And then I feel like, I don't know about you, but I did feel, not that my realtor was pressuring me, but I felt pressured like I felt bad for having to go to all these houses and not liking any of them and I knew that wasn't his fault I knew that wasn't my fault right. but I just I don't know felt guilty about it sometimes but um when we were ready again we went with the same realtor and he was just like super chill and laid back and the second time around was much better we knew kind of I guess kind of the same thing like maybe it was a good thing we applied earlier kind mm -hmm. of went through the process earlier even though we backed off and stopped looking it kind of gave us an idea well i definitely don't want that right i definitely need that right um, so by the second time by the time we went with it the second time i knew that i wanted to be in a neighborhood like the one that we got um similar to yours and we only looked at two houses i think before we found the one that we ended up buying and all, all of them ended up being in the same neighborhood. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with our house. We knew when we purchased it um, that it would be a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. um, just because we know eventually we want more space, more land. We definitely want a two-car garage. We want, you know, we want both of us to be able to park in the garage. Steven wants a hockey rink. <laughs> he wants to be able to put a hockey rink in the yard in the wintertime. 
Which I get. I mean, he had that growing up, you know. Like, I mean, granted, it's a little bit easier in the in Point Hope, right. Alaska, where nobody cares what you do. But um, he, you know, his family had a hockey rink, and just right outside, they could just go play hockey whenever. And he really wants that for our children. Um, so we've been looking, you know very very loosely like not in any kind of hurry to get something new but um we've started that process again and i'm honestly dreading moving so much and hope that it takes a whole nother year (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it did the first time moving sucks but um and i think with buying our house too like i i mean buying a house is a big thing it's not a small it's not a small ordeal um not at all and I feel like when we went into it and we knew that we were going to buy this, I think naturally you're like, well, I don't want to, this is it. Like, I'm not going to be moving anywhere for a long time. And I think once we got in and we got settled in, it was like, okay, actually we we could use some more room. Right. This is absolutely fine. I love my house, but at the same time. You outgrow it quick. You outgrow it quick. Yeah. Especially when you have kids. And I'm like, I don't, but at the same time, I don't really want to go through that process again anytime Mm -hmm. soon. So we're kind of, yeah, in that Not quite there yet. Yeah. But then I think about my parents who um, have a house. I mean, not, it's, it is bigger than ours, but not too much bigger. And that was the only house we ever lived in. And we managed to fit just fine you know there were there were mm-hmm. parts of my childhood where we'd be like oh my god we do not fit in this house like yeah but then we're my parents knew like other. well you're not gonna be here forever and this house will be perfect yeah. again when it's just the two of us and it is for them now so it's like I think about that too mm-hmm. and I'm like eh, I don't know yeah I think really like any house that you get into no matter what like we could make this house work you know mm-hmm. and there are definitely pros about it like it is in a neighborhood like charlotte would always have like kids around to play with and um but at the it's same time close it's to in a everything <laughs> yeah but yeah. at the same time like there are things that go on in the you know in neighborhoods that don't go on like when you're a little bit further outside of town and mm-hmm. you have a little more seclusion and you can have parties at your house you know barbecues and you don't have to worry about like Disturbing. shutting it down at a certain hour or where's everybody yeah. at a park are the neighbors going to be pissed because you know, we're taking up the street parking, like, mm-hmm. just stuff like that, that currently that's, you know, we want a little more land. We want to be able to, like, really spread our wings. And, you know, Steven's already conquered our lawn, yeah. so he's going to need, he wants a bigger, <laughs> bigger challenge. He wants a bigger challenge. That's funny. That old man. Um, we wanted to talk about this cool opportunity. Yeah. We yes. want to talk about BetterHelp. Yes, absolutely. Um, So BetterHelp is counseling, but it is all online. It's actually kind of in any form you want it other than going in person. Right, yeah. Um, You can call. You can have a video chat. You can text. You can message. message. Um, It's all virtual. Mm -hmm. It's all virtual, but it is legit licensed therapists, counselors, So I actually went and signed up on the website. Um, It was super easy. I said that I was looking for individual counseling. I want to say it even asks if you're looking for marriage or 
There's like a few different options. Yeah, there's a few different options at the very beginning, but essentially go in, you put your personal information, your name and whatnot. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was like trauma Mm -hmm. or like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they ask you kind of like survey questions, which are pretty, pretty typical. It's like, um, you know, what are you looking to talk about specifically? Um, have these things happened to you, et cetera? It didn't take very long at all, maybe just a few minutes, but essentially at the end it said, okay, we're going to send you an email once we have matched you with a counselor. So what it does behind the scenes is it takes all the information that I've put in, it goes through their entire list of counselors, which is a lot. And they literally match you up to who they feel is best for you in your situation. Including your location, right? So that mm-hmm. you guys are on the same time zone. You're not yeah. talking to someone like across the world or across, right. even across the country. You're talking to someone that's like, I mean, for us, Alaska, you know, she's either in Alaska or really close to Alaska. Mm-hmm. I think they take location yeah. into consideration yeah. for sure. Um, and then I want to say it was like less than five minutes. I got another email saying, you know, here's who we matched you up with. Do you want to start talking? Click here. Um, and it was super easy. I'm really excited. I have not scheduled an appointment yet, but I'm really excited to try it out and see how it goes. Yeah, that's awesome. I've heard about BetterHelp for a really long time and I've been so impressed with how far or how easy they've made it to go to counseling um, or or therapy Um, because so many people, I mean, that's their biggest hurdle is going, is actually physically getting up, getting in the car, driving, and walking into an office and sitting down in front of a real person Mm -hmm. is scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we know firsthand it takes a lot of, courage and sometimes yeah. months and months of build-up time to actually get <laughs> to actually there. do it right and um and we both know how important it is I mean I knew how important it was before going but if I had had this option during that time I would have done it so much sooner yeah and for me like I could go back to you know the therapist or counselor that I've been going to for years but this is like really attractive to me yeah to know that i you don't, don't have, have to leave work. Yep. I don't have to work around my work schedule. Like I, it's on my time and that's really important to me. So, um, we're excited because we have a special offer, um, for you guys to get these, get this at a discounted price, um, using a discount code, which is mental M podcast, or, or you can go to uh, betterhelp.com slash mental M podcast. And that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P. I know sometimes it can sound like better health. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but it's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mental M podcast. I'm so excited for this. I know. It's <laughs> so awesome. It's really cool that we have, um, you know, you guys, we can give you guys a discount you can have access to a counselor at your fingertips um Mm -hmm. i know one person that does it she texts her therapist several times a week yeah i mean that's incredible Mm -hmm. so moving on into our actual episode we interviewed adriana welch um we do have to throw some trigger warnings out here for this episode she talks about um physical abuse, verbal abuse, child abuse. 
We go into heavy drug use and domestic violence that she witnessed. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, you can always go online and search AA meetings. I'm sure there's one happening right now uh, where you live and know that that's a resource and... And at least a good place to start. And a place to start, exactly. Same thing if you are somebody who is involved with domestic abuse or you're witnessing somebody going through domestic abuse, we do have a hotline here that you can contact. Uh, It's the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and it is 1-800-799-7233. And with all that said... We're really excited to air this episode. I know, like I had said earlier, Adriana is very, very, very brave for sharing this, but Mm -hmm. I know that she felt in her heart that this was something that she knew other people may be going through or have lived through. And I love that you'll hear it in the episode. She is very open to anybody reaching out Mm -hmm. and contacting her to even just discussing your story with her. Um, She's there to help just kind of like we are. Yeah, she was awesome. She was very vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and I was really impressed by her. Without further ado, here's Adriana. We have one of my favorite people here, A.W. Nobody else knows you by that except for me, I think, and like (laughs) five people that we used to work with. But um, Adriana's here, and we met, actually, I hired her at um my workplace i was gonna say a place of work yeah a place of work um and that's kind of how we got to know each other uh strict place of work you know you can't hang out we can't we couldn't hang out um but then that ended fairly quickly on a a quick note and we were like high five like (laughs) guess we're hanging out now yeah um so yeah say hi everyone was like crying and I was like hey Jordan we can hang out (laughs) oh my gosh that actually did happen huh we were like in the room right the big wig was like Mm -hmm. you guys your branch is closing aka hope you have a job yeah (laughs) hope you have a job um and yeah I mean super intense and um Adriana was just like quiet, just quiet, and she's like, "We can hang out now, Jordan." <laughs> it was just funny. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I guess we can all be finding the positive." Yeah, that's good. Um, but you actually reached out to us, which was cool. Yeah. yeah. Was there a particular episode or a particular moment um, where you were like, "You know what? I think this is what I want to do. I want to share." Um, I actually listened to like. Bryce's that was the first episode I listened to um because I had like known that you were doing it but Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what it was sure um and so I just like listened to that one and I was like well that's really cool and then I think just at the end you were like this is for you to like speak your truth um and I was like I think I want to do that like I think I'm ready yeah (laughs) yeah um well we're excited I was really excited when I saw your name attached to the message (laughs) um and I think Denise is really excited because she this is the first time she's met you yeah yeah this is cool this is my favorite way to meet people (laughs) (laughs) I've met a couple of people so far Ashley Nicole Bryce this like this is the way we met and it's I don't know for me I like to talk to people and get to know them on a deeper level always but they're not (laughs) always like ready or prepared for that and so 
I don't really have an excuse to do that and until now. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. That's I kind of feel that. I'm always, like, drunk or something. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I shouldn't say always. But, <laughs> but, like, I'm always just like, all right, let me tell you everything. Yeah. Like, And then you should tell me everything also. <laughs> we should just be friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my favorite. That's mm-hmm. my favorite way of talking with people, too. I was going to say it's kind of... Um, well, the last time we hung out outside of work together with others, um, one of our friends was like, how do you always do this, Denise? Like, oh, she, yeah. she had gone, you know, gone a li- little deep, and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you always I do don't, this. like, I, I, know, I don't talk about this stuff. Like, I never talk about this stuff. How do you do it? I'm like, oh, I like talking about this stuff. So love you. Glad you shared. <laughs> so, although um, we've known each other for a while now, I guess... Um, I don't know much about your backstory, so I'm excited to hear it. And I guess my first question was, I don't remember, were you born here? I was born in Anchorage. Okay. Um, but, yeah, same thing. When, yeah. Did you, <laughs> when did you move here? Um, I was young. I've, I've pretty much been in Fairbanks my whole life. Like, okay. I think I was just born in Anchorage, and we stayed there for, like, two or three years or something. Okay. But you said you, you were in Texas recently? Yes, I was in Texas for the last year or so, um, just because I wanted a change. I did that. I, I was in Florida for a year just because, <laughs> and then came back. There's, so like, no I'm real kidding. reason. I had a friend that lived there, and she was like, all my roommates moved out. It's three fifty a month for rent. And I was like, all right, I'll see you in, like, our branch closed. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll see sign. you in a couple months. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Did you like it there? Yeah, I loved it, and I loved driving there. I didn't think I would, and I was totally dreading, like, driving back to Fairbanks, but the drive was my favorite part. Yeah, we loved our. We drove down, and it was actually my... It was right after my husband and I got married, and it was our honeymoon was the drive down, and so we, we kind of lengthened it. We did... Mm-hmm. We went down... Um, through like Canada and Montana and then like across the top all the way over to New York and then down the east coast to Florida and saw family and stuff like kind of along the way but Mm. it was an awesome drive yeah I wish that I like took more time like we really kind of just pushed through but I felt like I should have like and I would still do it like if I ever leave Fairbanks again right and I end up driving because I'm not getting rid of my car anytime soon. Right. So um, if I ever drive, I'm going to probably, like, take an extra week and just like, yeah. actually see stuff or plan it out even. I didn't plan it out at all because it, I literally planned it in, like, three months. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, in May when she had texted me, and that's, like, I think in June was when the branch closed. And I left in August. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah, pretty quick for sure. So, we didn't plan anything out. So, if I actually, like, planned out <laughs> where I'm going to, like, stay every night, that'd be yeah. great. Oh, so you guys just, you like, just winged it? showed I up winged and... winged it. Sta- Ooh, we girl. Are, like, <laughs> fun. There's vacancy here. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's vacancy here, and we're in Canada, so we're going to stay here. <laughs> so, how, how long, like, how many hours were you doing per day? We did, like... 12-ish a day just like as much as it was me and our previous boss um that's so funny because she used to work here too (laughs) (laughs) um but she went with me to Denver and then I drove from Denver to um 
Temple was where I lived in Texas, which okay. is like an hour um, north of Austin. Okay. And what what brought you back? Why'd you come back? Life. Yeah. <laughs> happened. Yeah. 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 Uh, I missed my people. We missed the network. I needed like network. a support. Yeah. I needed my support system. Mm-hmm. And there I really only had like one like good friend that I really knew and her family, which was awesome. But I was basing, like, I was making friends that were just her friends, and I didn't have, yeah. like, my own. Your own. Mm-hmm. You didn't have that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We, that's, that's exactly how we felt. We were, like, we miss our network of people. We miss our, like, support system. And um, that's the that was the main factor of getting us back here, too, was the people. For sure. Did either of you think that that was going to be a factor? Like, when you left? Um, I knew I was going to miss them. I don't think it was... I didn't think I... You would come back for that specific reason. Yeah, I I knew I was going to miss them, but I didn't think I was going to miss them as much as I did. Like, I didn't realize how much I relied on everybody here for not just physical things, but emotional and just... Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea because, like... It was the first time I ever left Fairbanks, so I'm, like, leaving. I'm, like, all right, see ya. Like, like this is going to be yeah. so awesome. Yeah, yeah. so awesome. Like, People and do then, it all the time. Yeah. And then, like, the first month, I, it felt like I was on vacation. And then, like, three, like, the three months following that, I was just, like, depressed. And I was, like, I can't even FaceTime them. It's, like, freaking three-hour difference. Oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I just, they are at work or whatever and I'm just like sad and I just like yeah. only had the one friend so if she was gone and I was home alone I would just be like I guess I'll watch Netflix like and that's yeah. when I ended up getting my dog um because I was like I need a friend I need a companion yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. did you have a job there um yes yep I worked at a call center there it sucked oh okay so not horrible. really anything that you can like Nothing really meet fun people yeah doing yeah yeah. yeah, that was like my only saving grace in Florida was I worked at a rental car place and um, they, the people there were awesome and I was able to make friends pretty quickly with, uh, with my coworkers there. So that was nice. That'd be so horrible working at a rental. I freaking car loved rental. it. I would have been so bad. I, I like. loved it so much. I loved that job. Seriously, that's like my favorite job that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. My girlfriend used to work at one of those, and she, like, loved it and hated it because mm-hmm. people would be like, what do you mean? We can't go to China Hot Springs, like. Yeah. Like, yeah. There were definitely some downsides to Or, it, like, sure, wanted but... to go to, like, the Arctic Circle, and she's like, you can't take yeah. it on the Dalton Highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. I can imagine that would be, yeah. It was nice in Florida, though, because everyone just wanted to upgrade into those that's true you know, yeah convertibles and the jeeps of the tops come off and it's so easy <laughs> you're to right there people. to let them it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> funny um so i think when i was talking to you earlier you said um this kind of the part of what you want to share your story starts around seven or eight yeah why do you why do you say seven or eight like what um like that's just where i like actually remember most of it mm-hmm. um so we were adopted me and my brother were adopted by my uncle and his partner okay um, i do remember you saying that so mm-hmm. um 
It's raised by two men. <laughs> as baby, as infants, as, or um, I was like seven. Oh, okay, that's when they adopted. Mm-hmm. I just really like very closely remember like the week following us being taken into foster care with them. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so did they? Um, your uncle, your uncle. Did they foster you first before the adoption? Yeah, they had to. I'm not super familiar go, with all that, how that works. Shit show. <laughs> um, so they had to foster us. I think it was like two years we were fostered, but wow. they had to go through parenting classes okay. before we even like got there. Um, OCS made them throw away all like they. My uncle was a bartender for most of his life, mm-hmm. and he had a huge liquor cabinet. Mm-hmm. And literally, they made him get rid of it, and he sold, like, everything. It was probably, like, 40 bottles of, like, fairly, like, I don't know, it's, like, a bar, so... Yeah. Like, level, or, like, different ranges of mm-hmm. how much alcohol was, like, in the bottle. But I sold them all for, like, 150 bucks. And my, my other uncle, this is gonna <laughs> be weird, <laughs> but um, he was just, like... He was like, why didn't you, like, sell it for more? Like, it's 40, like, they're probably, like, 20 to, like, $60 a bottle, and you just <laughs> sold it for 150 like, 40 bottles. But they made him get rid of everything that could be, like, bad, I guess. Yeah, like, tempting or mm-hmm. something that you could Because get my into. uncle also had, like, a medical card at the time. It wasn't legal um, to smoke weed here Mm -hmm. but he had a medical card because he actually had um hiv okay and so he also smoked and so they made him get rid of everything they made them go to parenting classes um family counseling for like six years it was yeah it was a long process Mm -hmm. and then um it was cool though because I got to change, like, my name, and my brother got to change his name. Um, What's the age difference between you and your brother? Like, three years. Who's older? Um, he is. Okay. That's the exact same. My brother's three years older than me, too. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we were, like, getting adopted, I thought just thought it was so cool that I could just, like, change. I could actually change my first name if I wanted to. Like, they just, like, whatever whatever you want. Like, and I was, like, That's cool to okay. have it, like, seven or eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, like, ten when we were getting adopted, but they, like, asked us, like, what last name we wanted. Like, if we wanted, like... I chose, like, my mom's maiden name um, and, like, my uncle that was actually, like, blood-related. Um, and then my brother, he chose um, my uncle Michael's last name, which is um, my uncle's partner. Yeah. Um, and it was weird because my name was Adriana Frida Danielle McConaughey, so I got rid of a middle name, and I got rid of that <laughs> long-ass last name, and, like, and now just Adriana Frida Welch, like, nice. so I was like, cool, like, yeah. that's great. Like, it's kind of cool that the two of you, um, picked one of yeah. each. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is cool. My mom's always talking about that. She's like, I don't know why he chose that name. Like, <laughs> and now there's nobody, like, because we, nobody else in our family has the Welch last mm-hmm. name, because they have, um like 
my my siblings have different dads so they have the dad's last names Mm -hmm. and stuff and since i got to like pick i chose welch but my brother didn't and so now we don't have like any more family that's gonna be like a welch Mm -hmm. because if i get married or whatever and i'm not gonna name like my kids your last name yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so my mom was like pissed (laughs) (laughs) so why were you adopted why um my mom was an addict an opioid addict um and i just remember like she had a breaking point one day um and i just remember going into like her po's office and she was just like cuff me like i'm dirty like i've been giving you like uh, clean pee from like other people like I just I'm dirty like just take me to jail right now like and she just had like a, a mental break like and I just remember like being there and then like her PO for that mm-hmm wow. her PO was like um like that's not how that works <laughs> like and so I was like okay like and she so I went home and she just like went for this long walk and I just remember her like telling me to like leave her alone and I like slowly like followed her because we were over off farewell mm-hmm. and those blue apartments that are mm-hmm. now green mm-hmm. um so she's like doing like a loop around like Nordale and I'm just like slowly like trailing behind her because I just wanted to follow her <laughs> like and um so I just remember her going for like a long walk and just like really just not having the best day and then the next day she's like i don't know i think it was like 2 or 3 p.m and they're sleeping because that's how addicts are um and i was home um alone my brother says that he was there but i remember being home alone (laughs) (laughs) and um I hear the fucking big loud knock from the police and I like answer the door and I'm like hey like one second let me wake them up like because yeah. they're just like are your parents here like I was like uh yeah I mean <laughs> not all here <laughs> like yeah. but physically yeah. yeah so I had to like wake them up and then they my family actually had like planned this out mm. also because my uncles were like right down the corner like corner and was just okay. like came there like and they gave us a freaking plastic bag and said get everything like that you want and i was like what do you what do you mean like give yeah. me a trash bag and i get to not take like, everything i own like yeah so. how yeah that's i don't even know that, that age, i would be able to process what Right. Right. Like, I'd just were, be confused. At that point, you were, like, seven? Yeah. So, do you remember, like, what you thought was going... Like, did you understand what was going on, or... Yes. Okay. Yep. Completely. Um, definitely, like, had saw way too much stuff when I lived with my mom. Like, I had seen her, like, shooting up and had walked in on things like that, and... So, I pretty much knew what was going on. I didn't know how long we were going to live with my uncles. And mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know that right. they were going to adopt us. And right. that that was going to be the whole thing. Um, but, thankfully, my mom is, like, seven years sober cool. now. And we have, like, a good relationship. But it was really bad. And her um, her boyfriend... 
at the time was also abusive like and probably because of like the drugs it was like a withdrawal kind of thing but he would like take it out on us like me and my brother we were like beat with metal hangers like just like we'd do like minimal things to like annoy him and if my mom wasn't home then he'd just like go to town like that was like his pleasure he actually tried to add me on facebook um a few months ago and i was just like laughing so like hysterically and like my mom was like what like because i was actually visiting her when i got the message or like the little notification and um I just started laughing so hard and she was like what like and I was like he thinks he can like be my friend on Facebook like that's hilarious like what do you mean like and um and she was like well like why wouldn't you Adam and I was like told her and she was like I must have like always been gone like because I don't remember him like hitting you guys at all like and I was like you were always like gone like but yeah yeah, I was like that happened (laughs) like and she was like oh yeah fucking then like yeah I'm just not gonna add him on Facebook. Like. <laughs> um, so, do you remember if you, or do you know, feel like now looking back on it, like, did you resent her at all for him being there and doing that because it was her boyfriend and he, like, she brought him there? I, <clears throat> I didn't, I don't know. I don't actually, I never resented her. Um, my brother still doesn't really talk to her or see her. Um, but like I said, he is older, so maybe he remembers different things. And sure. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, people are different. So yeah. he yeah. just, he's not the biggest fan of her. And is that tough for you to be in the middle or feel like? It's so tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, cause I'm like, I go and see her like every like four months or so i just drive to anchorage because she lives in anchorage so i go and see her um and hang out for like a weekend or something and she's always just like well like nick needs to come see me like blah 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 and i'm like i don't it's up to him i can't do anything about that like and he actually told me the other day or like a few weeks ago he because I didn't see why and he was like well she wants me to just like drop what I'm doing here to go see her in Anchorage and she never dropped anything for us like and I was like yeah all right like yeah you're right like yeah yeah I was like but you don't do anything like there's nothing for you to drop <laughs> you just like, like, <laughs> see each side yeah I'm just like you, you literally go to work and you drink <laughs> yeah do you but, feel like um so I, I've been in the middle of so many family relationships, it's, I probably can't even count, you know, either I'm, I'm always the one that's probably talking to the person, and then... I'm always Switzerland. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, and I've, that's, I've been that way since I was, like, very young. Um... I've always been the one that, like, you know, when I was much younger, I was such a people pleaser, and I just wanted everyone to be happy, and Mm -hmm. I could always kind of see, like, everybody's side of things, and I just wanted peace more than anything. Right. Like, I just wanted everyone to be calm and happy and, like, get along, and I didn't want anyone to be mad at me, you know, for not talking to them, and, Mm -hmm. um, I'm 
still that way to a certain extent, but also I've started to learn my own boundaries and start to like maybe, you know, mm-hmm. not push for those things if they're not deserved. Um, and uh, But I do remember that entire time being in the middle was one of the hardest. I mean, it's it's unfair to a certain extent to be put in that position because mm-hmm. especially as a child, like you... I would never put my child in that position now. Right. Um, but it's, as in, a, like, growing up, as an, it's been really hard to, like, put those boundaries in place now as an adult because I didn't have them for so long. Do you kind of have the same? I have, like, that same problem, but I don't put the boundary. I'm, like, such a pushover, so I'm just, like, let everyone still just, like, vent, and then I'm, like, well, like, that's how they are like that's yeah. all I can say like I don't exactly yeah. like try not to speak negatively on like yeah. either party but I'm just like well that's that's them like yeah. that's all you can say like that's how they are that's how they feel right now so yeah. you can try again later like, yeah. <laughs> yeah they might figure it out they might not I yeah. don't know what to tell you yeah <laughs> yeah like and that's kind of what happens you become the sounding board mm-hmm. you become the like okay, well, he, well, why isn't he talking to me? It's like, I, I don't know, ask him. Like, I I don't want to, you know, but as a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, well, he feels like this, or maybe he thinks this is going on, or that, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, and then finally I had to be like, I don't know, like, I can't. I don't, I'm not going to. I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be your in-between, you know. I'm not going to let you talk anything bad about the person. And that was the other thing, especially when I was a kid, my parents would talk to me about how much they dislike the other, mm-hmm. you know, and it's I, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's that. a lot to deal with. It's it's really hard, and I think people don't understand that about like in our kind of situation, like how hard it is to be the person in the middle. They mm-hmm. always kind of think of like the person that's not being talked to by the other. I'm like, oh, it must be so hard for them, or you know, it's yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> I just can't physically do that. Like I have, I've tried. Yeah. I can't. I can't cut people off. I just can't. I definitely get that. (laughs) But I mean, my mom, she'll be like crying. She's just like, he never visits me. Like I just want to see him. And like she already knows like where she fucked up, and like she already like resents herself. Like, but she's like, I'm like I'm done with it. Like. And I know, like, I can't make him come see me, but, like, it just, like, breaks her heart a little bit. And then he's just, like, I'm fucking busy. And I'm, like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's fine to a certain extent. And then I'm just, like, I don't freaking know. <laughs> like, just, like, I don't know. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to see you. Yeah. Like, know what to do (laughs) is um is your uncle your mom's brother Mm -hmm. okay yep and were you guys around your uncle a lot before or like um we would get to we'd visit him like here and there Mm -hmm. um but not a whole lot like when at the point of when um you know the police came and you guys were removed was that really the first time you were with them for good like a good amount or yes yeah we had never done like, like you really even, got to like, know weekend, each other at that point like mm. stays or anything we just go visit them for a couple hours because mm. my uncle was always sick he had hiv for 20 years 
Um, and they, like, told him he was going to die in, like, six months when he was diagnosed. Wow. And then, oh like, so him and my uncle, they had just met when he was diagnosed. And they, like, um, my uncle, Michael, he, like, spent his retirement, like, and they traveled all of Europe. And because they thought he was going to die. And he was like, I love this dude, like, and he's going to die soon. So <laughs> they just, like, traveled. And, um, and so, like, it pissed um pissed my my mom's mom my grandma off because she was like he's so stupid like he's not gonna like Richard's not gonna die like blah blah like because she didn't really get how HIV works <laughs> like mm-hmm. or like she like knew it was obviously like deadly but she was just like that's not gonna happen like and she was right like but she was yeah to a certain but she was just like why would you spend your whole retirement plan you just met him like Mm. this guy's so dumb like just hate has always hated him like Hmm. so which one is richard or michael your blood richard okay Mm -hmm. okay and And so richard is is the one that had hiv Mm -hmm. okay and And then he passed away she was upset because someone spent money on her son yeah she just thought he was stupid and she just thought he was stupid because she was like you just met him and you just spent your retirement so you could go travel like you're just stupid like, <laughs> different generations right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. but then my uncle passed away like two years after we were adopted oh. Oh, um okay. like in 2012 i believe um and so Michael was the one that raised us, really. It was just hard for me because I was the only female. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I literally taught myself how to do makeup and hair, like, by YouTube videos or, like, yeah. anything that I wanted to do. Like, yes, they were gay, but they weren't super flamboyant or, like, not not helpful when it came to being a teenage girl yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. there's definitely a disconnect Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you didn't have any like female presence no 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 um it was fine that way though because i just taught myself how to do everything yeah i have a question do um i mean i can imagine well, I can only imagine um, being in a home, you know, in an environment like that with drugs and, and abuse, going to your uncle's, like, once being in, in a different environment, or I guess maybe I should ask, was it a different environment? Oh, my God. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it How was did like that a, feel, going from that to... It was like a culture shock, almost, <laughs> like, because my uncle Michael, he... um. He's been, like, a huge Apple guy forever. And we had, like, one computer at my mom's house, and it was (laughs) (laughs) dial-up. And so we had to unplug the phone or something to make it work. Um, But when we got to my uncle's house, he had um, a Mac. Well, he had two Macs, actually. And they're just, like, desktop computers. And I just thought it was the freaking coolest thing ever. I was like, why is this so easy to use? Like, what, you, what the hell? Like, and we just, like, played on Photoshop for, or, like, Photo Booth forever. Like, just, mm-hmm. I just thought it was so cool. And then ever since then, like, 
we got like a new iPod every year for Christmas. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have like a huge Christmas. We'd all get like three things. It'd be like one expensive thing and then like socks or like random Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, But we've always like been an Apple family with them. But like at my mom's, I could never have like imagined any of that ever. Like we never had cool electronics like that so I just thought I was like in heaven as like a kid I'm just like this is so fun like (laughs) there's a computer like I can do whatever I want like world's my oyster it's funny um and were they like trying to ask this without it sounding like mean because I don't want it to sound mean did you feel like you went from kind of a home where there wasn't a lot of love or caring or anyone really paying attention to you to then go to a home where I mean they were putting in a lot of effort and work to have you was that yeah I didn't um I didn't feel unloved or like like not taken care of really my mom just did whatever we wanted like so sorry I have a cold (laughs) um so she just would make us whatever we'd ask for something and she would just do whatever we wanted so she never was like actually raising us we just were raising her yeah kind of and then there my um uncle richard was like super good cook like and we were picky as hell because we were (laughs) living off of like box mac and cheese or like random mashed potatoes like just whatever Mm -hmm. we wanted as kids so we moved in i had 12 cavities when i got to my uncle's all of my molars were um had to be put like caps put on um and so we were like on a fairly strict diet and my uncles made it so we couldn't have any caffeinated sodas because we were kids and we really shouldn't have. Like, so at that point, I was like, I've already been, like, drinking, like, sodas forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell? Like, what do you mean? I can't, like, and they never bought sodas. Like, it was, like, milk, water, or, like, a random juice that we would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> completely like unheard of i think you said it earlier like a culture shock like Mm -hmm. what is this (laughs) yeah i was pissed (laughs) and i was already like angry because of everything like Mm -hmm. so i was super mad or like they wouldn't let us leave the table if we didn't eat what they made and it's you get it and you eat it like so for me being able to tell my mom what i wanted for dinner every day and her just do it Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me like I remember one time he made some sort of like pasta and um, he put capers in it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm not eating this. Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, and I still hate capers. <laughs> but he like made me eat it all. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> like, so basically two extremes. Like you went from yeah. whatever, whenever mm-hmm. to this is what Exactly is. what I give you all the time. Like, mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. you are actual parents yeah yeah Yeah, it was very hard and then and then we had to like go to counseling and stuff too and they um created like the counselors thought it'd be like a good time to start like doing chores and stuff so they made like a chore chart and i was like what the 
fuck. <laughs> I just want to be a kid. Like, what do you mean I have to, like, do the dishes? <laughs> like, yeah. But I don't know. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I guess that's a question. Like, are you are you happy with the way it went? Like, what were those feelings, like, not having your mom who, you know, maybe was, you know, under the thralls of addiction, but she still obviously was present somewhat in your lives and stuff and like you know you especially as a kid you probably felt like super loved and taken care of because she did give you whatever you Mm -hmm. asked for you know yeah I mean what was that like to not all of a sudden not have her it was hard for me my brother didn't care could you visit did she visit or um we got to visit I think it was like we didn't see her for like the first year Mm. wow and then we got to visit um, when we would get to spend, like, the night at her house or, like, a weekend if, like, my uncles were okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. And so she'd come and pick us up, but she'd always be, like, six hours late, and she was still, like, doing it then, but we'd only stay, like, one night with her, and so my uncles were being very lenient. Like, I was going to say, that's... Uh, yeah. That's pretty... So we'd, like, stay with her, and it would be, like, it would be, like, nothing had changed, kind of, because she would still, like, do whatever we wanted. So when we'd get home, we'd fucking just be assholes because we had to go back to that transition Mm -hmm. of actually being parented instead of just whatever we want, like. Um, To kind of go back to, like, when you were with her before you got taken out of her care, um... How long was the boyfriend he in the house? He was there when we would visit her, too. Oh, he was still there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they didn't break up until, like, until, like, when she started getting sober, like, seven years ago, they broke up, and he Jeez. moved back to where he was from, like, Michigan or something. Um, but he was there, like, I think they met when I was, like, super young. I don't know, because he was, to me, he wasn't dad ever, because he was a cocksucker. Yeah. But, (laughs) um, he was always just my mom's boyfriend. Like, so he was always there, and a dick. Yeah. (laughs) So... Was, so was your, um, and did that happen from, like, as far back as you can remember, like, him? Yes, yep. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell the story, but, um, I, like, distinctly remember this episode. My brother, he said, like, a cuss word or something. My mom was out, and, um, my mom's boyfriend like grabbed him and like shoved his head in like a bathroom it was our bathroom sink like hit his head on the faucet like just like just shoved him in the sink and then poured like half a bottle of like pantene shampoo like down his throat like it was like so intense like and that's when i was like i'm just not gonna that's when i like started becoming like the people pleaser kind of thing i was just like i'm gonna stay in my lane Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. totally yeah, because it's like a defense mechanism. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. he, I'm assuming that your brother was maybe a little bit more 
say like a little more of a problem child or whatever like he was a little more Mm -hmm. just willing to test the boundaries yeah willing to test those boundaries and stand up for himself and like you know talk back or whatever at the time yeah Yeah, like we walked the streets and Fairwell's not exactly the place that like an eight and ten year old kids should be just walking wherever they want I remember like like getting lost and like found myself because I was like over in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. and um I remember, like, thinking I was lost, and then all of a sudden I'm at that holiday, like, um, oh, okay. and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. like, now I know where I'm at, but, like, I just thought I was lost, and I was like, well, I'm just wandering around, like, oh my or, God. like, <laughs> one incident, true. like, me and my brother were playing at that river, the river, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's the river spot by the community garden, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, where you can go straight, and, mm-hmm, yeah. and they have, like, the snow dump and stuff there, mm-hmm. um, we were playing there like one spring and we thought that we were like on the bank um but we were definitely in the water and I actually fell through I fell through and I just remember like throwing my hands up and my when it was frozen when it was like iced yes okay yeah I fell through the ice and um I just remember throwing my hands up my brother like pulled me out and I just remember walking home soaking wet like and no my winner. mom had no idea that ever happened. I told her about it, like, last year. And she was oh like, are you God. fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like, yeah, I fell through the ice. So <laughs> like, I definitely almost died. Thank <laughs> God your brother was there. Yeah, we were just, we just did whatever we wanted. Because either she was there or, or, like, there and fucked up. Or she was, like, running errands or whatever. She wasn't there. And it yeah. would just be her boyfriend. So we would never be home. We just that makes sense. walked just around to be away from that. Played with yeah. friends like in the neighborhood. Just, just were not home a lot. So we were, but we were also doing stuff that we shouldn't have. Like, not like anything horrible, but you shouldn't be wandering the streets of Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, when you're, you know, when nobody's watching mm-hmm. kids, what are they gonna or they're just do? Like, they're gonna say anything different. Yeah. Right. They're going to, like, do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so was your, so did your, your brother, like, more rebel against that type of, you know, him trying to show that authority, and then you were just like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut, my head down, like, just kind of agree with I think whatever after, I need to? after that incident, he never, he really just was never home. Your brother? Yeah, he had always spent the night out, um... Or something like he was n- never really home. And you guys didn't tell your mom. Um, we thought that she knew because he beat her. Okay. Too. Um. Interesting then that he wouldn't do it in front of her. Yeah, yeah. He beat her too, but we just assumed that she knew and just like didn't really care or like. It's not even that she didn't or care. It like, it's normal. just, it like, like right. when you're in that sort of situation and you, like, for some reason, like, love that person so much that it's, like, worth it or... Yeah. I don't know. I, like, have told so many people, I'm, like, I pray for, like, the sorry motherfucker that ever, like, tries to hit me in a relationship. But then I'm also, like, I've thought about it. I'm, like, if I was in that situation, I can't, like, because I've never been in the situation, but... I know that I've let people treat me bad in the past and still, like, stayed with them or, like, yeah. cheated on me or something. Yeah. Like, 
And so I'm like, I could see how and those, I could also be like, I love him though. Like, or yeah. like only like focus on the good things. It was an things. accident. Yeah. He was drunk and yeah. I, we just won't let him drink anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think those type of people too that do things like that are very manipulative and can it's tell all, you yeah. whatever you need to hear to like, first of all, get you vulnerable enough to like, be okay with being hit and then like also talk you into the fact that it's never going to happen again Mm -hmm. and it just kind of becomes like that vicious right i remember like calling the police a few times when he would like hit my mom oh wow and they would like show up and she would just say it never like it didn't happen i just i just called it for fun like just was playing with the phone called the police like Mm -hmm. and did that bother you that bothered me a lot Yeah, because I literally, like, fear for her, like... Right, trying to Because it happened a lot, but only, like, certain times where I'd call the police. Like, this is... Yeah. Yeah. And then once they'd get there, they would just, like, play off, like, everything was fine. I was just, like... How frustrating for you, because you're trying to, like, protect your mom and stand up for her, and and then it's just kind of, like no, this is fine. Like, I don't, I don't need you to protect me. I don't need you to help mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. It was a pain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you said earlier that throughout, like, the foster and the adoption process, you guys had to go to, like, family counseling. Um, personally, I feel like counseling is one of those things that I absolutely love, but I absolutely hate all at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know how you felt about that um like going through it being so young and then I'm just curious if you've gone back as an adult or and like if your feelings differed Mm -hmm. um well we went twice a week and they would pull us out of school early it was like Tuesday and Thursday or something Mm -hmm. and they'd pull us out of school like an hour early and we'd go do that um and just be like done with school for the day so it like annoyed me because like it was a regular thing it was every Tuesday and Thursday every week for like three years and so like nobody ever asked thank god but I was like I have to freaking leave school like mm-hmm. and so it annoyed me that I had to do that and I didn't want to talk about my feelings at all I didn't have any feelings like that I felt like I needed to express I thought everything was fine I was like well we're out of the situation like mm-hmm. I don't need to talk about it like and I haven't gone back to counseling but I am planning on it yeah. um waiting for it's different when it's like mandatory mm-hmm. and you're forced to do it mm-hmm. and then going and doing it on your own like yeah huge difference I just was pissed that I like had to leave school and like I was always worried about what people were thinking like right. why was she leaving twice a week mm-hmm. every week like for years and like a lot of people in Fairbanks like you grow up with people and you even like transition to like new schools with the same people mm-hmm. so like I just always thought like they've probably recognized that it's been years that I've literally gone twice a week every week like mm-hmm. left school like yeah and nobody ever asked you? No, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of relate on that part because um, when I went in high school, I, I mean, it wasn't something that I had to do. It was something that I voluntarily, like, wanted to do. But I still had to go. I think I went during my lunch break, but I'd get back 
to the class afterwards late every time on the same mm-hmm. day of the same week. And um, I don't I don't remember any of like my classmates ever like questioning it or wondering, but I remember going to that teacher and like no you know mm-hmm. it was like lunchtime so nobody was in his classroom and I remember having to tell him why I was going to be late and his response just made me feel absolutely worthless like just what did he say um basically that I was I was choosing that that was more important than his class and he wasn't um, going to help me absolutely it's more important he wasn't going to help you know like I needed to figure out what I missed on my own like it just made me feel like yeah like, you this know. is BS, you don't, like... Like, you don't actually care yeah. about your students. Right, uh. right. And here I am, like, going through, you know, stuff that I didn't know how to deal with. That's mm-hmm. what I... That's <laughs> I thought that that's how you dealt with it. And now I'm being, like, pun... Not punished, but felt like but I was people, being... No, that's a, that's a um, way of punishment. ...counseling yeah. either. Like, a lot of people just... Right. ...don't think that that actually works. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to someone the other day, and I... And it's, it's not something that you have to be like there doesn't have to be something mental like you don't have to have like a mental disorder mm-hmm. or something like that like it's just it just makes you feel better it's just to make Sometimes you feel it's better it's nice to talk to somebody that you know legally cannot yeah. go blabber their mouth <laughs> to somebody else yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and also you know we were talking before we started recording like i i like talking to people about my past and I do now yeah <laughs> yeah and it because it feels good that's why I like talking about it right I like relating to people I like talking to people about it and like getting to know them on a personal level and be vulnerable with them but after you've talked to like everybody you know about it you know right. like it, I can talk to her about it every single time right. and she's not gonna get tired of it you know if I bring something up and say this is still bothering me you know seven sessions in mm-hmm. she's not going to be like bored of hearing me talk about it right she's going to continue to help me figure out why that's still bothering me and like get to the problem like help me fix that you know mm-hmm. so I just yeah I it, it's crazy to me that we still live in a world where it's thought of as like so taboo weird or yeah yeah, or something that like you don't need Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um so were your uncles like people that you felt like you could lean on or talk to did you have any kind of support system like all throughout this I mean this is like years and years of really hard stuff for like a kid and a teenager to go through did you have somebody that was your rock your support um yeah I would say my uncle Michael like we would always make him like stay like we try to stay up late and it was funny because we never had cable with my mom, but we had cable there, and we would have weekly shows that we would watch. I remember, like, watching, like, The Amazing Race and, like, like um, <laughs> Survivor. Survivor. Yes. <laughs> so we'd watch it every Thursday, every yeah. week. Like, uh, like, it was a very routine thing, and we had certain shows that we would watch on certain nights. But we'd always try to have him, like, um, we'd try to stay up later, so we would just talk to him <laughs> so yeah so that we could stay up later <laughs> so funny. we would just talk to him um and not always like about our feelings because he's like 
he's a really smart guy um and he's like traveled a lot um so we had talked to him about anything and anything to like keep him going that we could stay up <laughs> so um we did talk to him a lot and, and did you feel like did you feel heard from him like if yes, you talked to yep. him about that kind of stuff he was hearing you and understanding and helpful and mm -hmm. that's good yeah and he was he's like super level-headed so he never gets angry like and when i'm saying never like he never gets angry like <laughs> he like if he does get angry he would go and he would lock himself in his room for until he like wasn't angry he would never yell at us or like take it out on us so do you think that that was the way he was or do you think that he made himself like became that way did he become that way because he knew what you guys had gone through no, I think that's just how he was because my uncle Richard, my family on my mom's side is just batshit crazy. So he <laughs> would just scream when there was like a spot on a dish or something. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was like good cop, bad cop kind of thing. And we'd always ask like our uncle Michael for something and he, he would always accommodate for the most part like, right with that and yeah. my uncle would be like my uncle richard would be like um the hell are you thinking like <laughs> no <laughs> That's funny. um but you so how long were you living with them before your uncle michael passed away my uncle, no uncle richard, richard. richard. sorry yeah. richard um so we lived with them i think like four years or so and then he passed away. He was in Denali Center for like a whole like year and a half before he passed away. Um, and we just, at that point, it was so regular for my uncle Michael to get off work and us go straight to Denali Center and, and then like stay with him and talk to him and hang out for a while um, and then go home and go to bed. Like yeah. that, that was, was your life mm -hmm. for a while. Yeah. And did he, did you feel like your uncle Michael after Richard passed away? Did you feel like his? Because let's just be real. Like these two guys adopted you and mm -hmm. your brother at pretty vulnerable ages, and he was not blood related to mm -hmm. you I mean he would be like you know you know he's married in do you do you think that his feelings or like love for you ever like wavered or he like second-guessed or anything after Richard passed away no no he was always always there like that's pretty cool because that's really awesome mm -hmm. I mean I I can't imagine I mean, I would totally do it, <laughs> you know, like I'm I, just because I'm that kind of person, but not everybody is. It's really mm -hmm. a lot to know. Yeah, he definitely, but they were together like before me and my brother were even born. Like, oh, okay. So, they so were like he, we, he was just family. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's my uncle yeah. and my other uncle. Like, yeah. and I never called them dads or yeah. like anything like that. They've always just been uncle. my uncles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people are always like what do you what do you mean like yeah or like my I have great so well they're both passed away now but my grandfather's twin brother 
was gay and ha- and so it was Uncle Buck and Uncle Larry. Mm-hmm. And I just always knew them as yeah. my uncles. uncles. Yeah, and I, then I'd always have to explain it later. Right. I, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even realize that they were gay <laughs> until I think I was maybe like 13 or 14 or maybe a little bit younger than that, maybe like 12, but and I was just like, "Oh, wait." They're a couple. Like <laughs> I it just kind of clicked in my head like, "Wait, they're not they don't just like they're not just Two of my uncles that live together. <laughs> Uncle Larry is this not related is to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. That's like, funny. blood, yeah, he's not related to me. Yeah, it took for, and then I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> just kept going about my day. <laughs> um, but that's really cool of them to, like, take, take you guys in at such a young age and not having kids before that, I'm assuming, did they, they, they didn't never have any other... wanted kids. Oh. So my uncle Michael always tells me this, like, because like a week before <laughs> they like took us in, his mom called and was like, "So when are you gonna like have kids or like get kids?" And my uncle was like, "I literally never. That's never gonna happen." And then he calls her like a week later and was like, "Mom, I got kids." <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I have two kids now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did they did did they always call you guys? continue to call you like niece and nephew or did they ever refer to you as like their daughter and son or um they just to like make things not complicated my uncle's always like this is my little girl like oh okay okay. like or yeah were you comfortable with that yeah yeah i mean like or like if i never wanted to explain things i just say my dad because it was just like a whole thing that i had to explain so i was just like this is my dad yeah like, Are you still close with him? Yes. He actually retired a couple years ago, and he, like, travels the world. <laughs> I think um, um, when we were both still at the branch, did you go visit him? Yes. And he was, like, somewhere. He was in. Or, no, he was coming up here. Yeah, he came here. Um, he really doesn't come back to Alaska that much. He comes, like, once a year for, mm-hmm. like, a month. But he just, um goes to different places and stays there for like three months so he doesn't have to like get his visa or anything right yeah so he just does that and he has like a really good retirement plan i guess (laughs) like i remember i remember you saying that like yeah he just kind of like travels and stays places for a little bit and then goes and i'm like he doesn't even have like a plan he just he plans out where he's gonna go like while he's in like one place and Mm -hmm. only like Plans out like one thing at a time, so what a life! I know. Where I want to go next? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So I get to see him like once or twice a year. His um mom lives in Texas, so I saw him when I was there. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. um, like he was visiting for like Thanksgiving or something, and I just drove a few hours and like hung out with him. Nice. Um, so I get to see him here and there. Do you text or call or anything like that? Yeah, we text yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Is your brother pretty close with them? Yes. Him? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty close. Um, I would say me and him are a lot closer, though. You and your brother? No, me and my oh, okay. uncle, um, Michael, we mm-hmm. always have been super close, though. That's cool. And my brother's doesn't really text anybody or, like, doesn't care enough he's like he's distanced himself to try to hopefully not get like hurt yeah again mm-hmm. yeah he just works and does his own thing like and me and my brother are really close mm-hmm. um and it wasn't always like that 
like we just like both I think tried to like ignore the past and just like push it down like pretend it never existed yeah and so like we all we both did our own thing for like a long time but now that I'm like back in Fairbanks me and my brother are a lot closer or when I was in Texas he would call me and he'd be like there's literally like nobody here like you're the only like family I care about like Mm -hmm, so he'd just call me and like check up and stuff yeah my my brother and I are um we weren't raised in the same house after he turned 10 and I was seven somewhere around there it was either 10 and 7 or maybe 11 and 8 um but during that time like up until that point my brother was always like annoyed with me like didn't want me around like I was just this kid that was following him around all over the place (laughs) and like he was he was always like super mean to me he would take out on me what he would probably hoping he could take out on like our parents he was like really physical with me like would always (laughs) threaten to like kill me (laughs) he's gonna be on this podcast in a couple weeks and i'll definitely talk to him about that but um (laughs) that's how me and my brother were too like yeah always wrestling or like Mm -hmm. pissing each other off but then like it would always be like I know everyone has like been through this, but it's like shh, like once I start crying or something, it's just like shh, yeah, like, shh don't, don't, don't say anything. Like, yeah. It's okay. Like I'll, I'll give get, you five bucks yeah, or something. Exactly. Like, hit me. Yeah. You can hit me back. Yeah, you can literally. Um, but once we separated, like once he was he went to live with my grandparents and I stayed with my mom, um, we would still kind of argue and stuff when we would see each other. Like, I'd go, I'd come up here, because my grandparents were here, and so I'd come up here and visit with them and talk mm-hmm. with them, and um, and he was here with them. And so, like, we'd argue a little bit here and there, but that's when we kind of started to get closer, was when we were living apart and he wasn't living in that situation mm-hmm. anymore. Because um, him and my mom just butted heads to put it lightly. Um, and, uh, so now though, I mean, as, as adults, like the older we get, and he's struggled with a lot of stuff that we'll get into on his episode, Mm but, um, I like that. I, I'm so thankful that I have him because it's like, I have someone in my life that knows everything that went through that with me that I, you know, I can tell people all day long. Well, you know he's not going to judge you for anything. Exactly. And he understands everything. Right. He understands everything from, you know, from back then and to, like, how I react to certain things now. Yeah. He understands why I'm reacting that way. And it's really nice to have. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's how me and my brother are, too. Like, or, like, I don't know, Fairbanks has, like, a drug crisis so I um I'm not judgmental to it but like I like get sad about it and my brother like always tries to like talk to me and like help me like like understand why I'm feeling that way or like he's like you can't like do anything like it's you know this like I do know it like but then I'm just like ugh like I want to help. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because you witnessed that kind of stuff firsthand, mm-hmm. and you know what people what are going happen, through. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that's like why i wanted to be on the podcast because i was like i know that you guys haven't really had like a drug related podcast Mm -hmm. um um but also like it's so so common in fairbanks yeah so i'm like there's definitely kids that have like probably even like my age people that have also been through the same thing and Mm -hmm. don't feel like they can talk about it or like Mm -hmm. didn't even get that like outage that i got with my uncles Mm -hmm. so like right they still like hold that in or like never went to counseling so like i wanted to be able to be like somebody that could talk to them about it too Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really important um to like My brother also went through a lot of addiction. Um, Again, talk to him about that. But um, I think it's really important. So because of that, I've listened to, like, a lot of podcasts. It talked about it in my counseling. Like, I've, you know, done all these things. And I think when you have family members around you, specifically if you grew up with that, and, you know, um, you're so much more at risk of, like, that kind of stuff happening again or just kind of like repeating and I think the only way of getting out of that cycle is through counseling or Al-Anon like you know the support system Mm -hmm. for um children or you know family members of addicts like Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know about Al-Anon I just learned about that actually like two weeks ago my mom had said it and I was like what are you talking about and I was like no way I didn't even know that that existed that's really cool yeah it's like meetings and and group therapy and that kind of stuff not for the addict but for the family Mm -hmm. members Mm -hmm. of the addicts um and and obviously like counseling in general and just it's I think really important for people to know that they're not alone and there are other people that they can relate to that are totally willing to like talk to them and help them through it Mm um something that I feel like I'm getting throughout the process of this podcast too is to just like really not judge somebody by the two second interaction that I have with them Mm -hmm, you know sometimes I interact with somebody and they you're like yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I'm like frustrated or whatever (laughs) and then I kind of realize like I have I have no idea. I have zero idea what their backstory is. Like you were saying, like, David knows why you're reacting to right. something a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this. And I just think I'm, throughout this process, I'm, like, being more mindful of of just understanding that I don't know where everybody yeah. comes from. And yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't get to be the one that ju- is judging them based on this, like, two-second interaction. Yeah. It's really helpful to have someone around that, like, if you lose your you lose your shit mm-hmm. and then you're like looking to them and start to explain it and they're just like no i i know like i know like you don't have to explain that entire mm-hmm. backstory yeah uh just i thought about that when you said that like if david and i were at a store or something and you know there was like, some kind of interaction <laughs> all i yeah all i literally all i have to do is look at him and he's like <laughs> i get it you know, just gives me the exact same okay. look and it's mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think like I don't know. The moment that I, like, started to be, like, okay, like, my mom is actually getting her shit together, and we can, like, be a closer, like, because we were always close. Like, I always loved my mom and, like, never had any resentment, but also I was just, like, I knew she was fucked up. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so I just, like, 
would stray away from like certain things or like saying certain things to her but the moment that I like realized that we were like gonna get closer and like was we were at an NA meeting I was visiting her in Anchorage and she asked me if I would go with her and so we went to an NA meeting and um she was like the head honcho I guess she was like speaking Mm -hmm. for it and so she was like I'll start like and she's just like said that like everything and I literally was like crying in front of all these like addicts and I'm like I'm not even like here for like (laughs) I'm just crying because my mom was like my mom said she was like so um I like just said she fucked everything up like and that she like damaged herself damaged her children like just like went through the whole thing in just front like, of all these strangers yeah. and i literally just like burst into tears yeah. and i was like well like at least like if you are like acknowledging that then i was gonna say it had to be nice to probably hear. the first time she ever took accountability for like yeah. everything mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she literally was just like i i ruined everything like and she just and it wasn't even like her feeling like sorry for herself it was just her saying what she did like yeah and so she's like like, i did this i'm mm -hmm. holding myself accountable yeah i'm responsible for these things all right like she's actually sober like she's acknowledging that she has been fucking up (laughs) yeah yeah that's really important i mean i'm sure that was a really important moment for you Mm -hmm. to hear memorable moment for sure yeah totally definitely um, so what are you doing today or what will you be doing to like kind of move past? Like, I'm amazed that you're like, you are who you are today <laughs> after going through those things, you know, um, at what point or what have you done in your life to like kind of keep yourself from falling into that hole of any of those I mean any of those things I work a lot (laughs) yeah I can second that yeah she does she keeps herself busy (laughs) I like to stay busy and I just turned 21 so I drink a lot too (laughs) (laughs) but like not like where I would feel like it's an issue well okay so that's another question I have then do you I'm trying, I'm trying really to, like, hard not to prioritize. Like, say, um, do you feel like you have to keep yourself in check because you know you have that history? I definitely do, and I annoy the hell out of my friends because I keep them in check too. Like, yeah, and or like, I never like if my friends wanna experiment with drugs or whatever, they don't really like they don't hide it from me, um, which I'm like thankful for. But, like, I'm always, like, not not judging them, but not exactly (laughs) supportive either. Yeah. 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 I just try to just keep myself busy. Like, Mm -hmm. I just work a lot. I have three jobs, so I'm always busy. And then... Three jobs, goodness. hang out with, like, my same group of people. And it's always been that way. Like, I have known all of my friends, like... Some of them from, like, elementary school and, like, middle school. Um, and I'm, I like to have, like, I want to make more friends, but, like, I just tend to just 
hang out with like a certain amount of people because that's all the time I have really yeah. it's like well with three jobs I can't imagine you have a lot of free time yeah <laughs> well I also feel like I'm the same way where I'm not against making new friends but at the same time the like group of friends that I have are supportive and everything that I need yeah, Jordan didn't want to be friends with me for a long time <laughs> she had enough I was like excuse me is this work related <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I just yeah. mean, like, you know. I also, why. like, I feel like my childhood made me kind of, like, an introvert a little bit, too. Sure. Like, I just like my people, or, like, I don't know how to, like, jump into, like, conversations to meet new people. I'm horrible at small talk. Like, even <laughs> at the branch, like, I was so transactional as, like, a teller, because I cannot, <laughs> I cannot keep up, like, a small talk conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just can't do it. Like, it's too surface level. <laughs> when I was, like, when I first moved in with my uncles, I couldn't, I couldn't order, like, food at a restaurant, like, I just couldn't talk mm-hmm. to a stranger, <laughs> like, it's like, it was so weird, like. Yeah. Well, you've come a long way. Yeah. I'm a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, Trying to think, do you have any other questions that you can think of? Well, I guess I just want to bring up one more thing. So um, I think it's great that you are as well-rounded and, like, Mm -hmm. as... As, as you are right now, I mean, there's definitely, you know, people can always, like, grow and keep going. But um, as someone as a as someone who has also had, like, some not-so-great, you know, memories and, and things that they went through as a kid and into adulthood, um, I recognize you as someone who is doing well from that situation. And yeah. I just... It's always really nice for me to hear, and I can tell it's really hard for you to take a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always, I know it's always really hard for me to hear. I'm also not good at taking compliments, but I just want you to know that you're, I, I see you, I hear you, I, I can relate in some ways, and you're doing really well. Yeah. And I'm really <laughs> thankful that you're that you're here and you're sharing your story. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just glad that you made it here, because I do think... Um, you know, hopefully this can be a part of healing. Absolutely. Or... I was stressing all week. I was, like, telling all my friends, I was like, I don't know, like, how to share this. And, yeah. like, it's on, like, platforms. Like, I don't know if I can. And then you're just like, yes, you can. Like, you've told us a million times. And I was like, yeah, but, like, you guys are my friends. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. this is, like, so wide. <laughs> yeah. Like, wide variety of people who are going to hear this. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you it's going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that yeah. right now it's going to help somebody. Even if it just helps one person, I think it's going to help a lot more than one pe- person. But even if it just helps one, just know that it, it's definitely going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open for people to reach out if they want. Do you want to, like, I guess that's a good mm-hmm. part to say, like, do you want to share, like, what your your social media is for them to reach out to you like do you have a yes instagram it's um i have instagram and you can always like message me on facebook or something i pretty much use all social media yeah um do you so know what your handles are my instagram is my first name and then it's two underscores and my last name so super easy okay like um 
and my Twitter is just my name, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can we can tag you in things mm-hmm. and and make sure that people can find you for sure. Definitely, and um, people can always reach out to the mental maintenance. Uh, social medias too we if can for whatever connect. reason yeah. we can connect yeah, yeah. connect the dots um, we I know I had asked you um, if you could ask any previous guest a question who would you ask and what would it be um, we've got so you had another question for Ashley and Nicole um, and your question was how do you still overcome certain remarks about your body without feeling like they have to fix it right away um, so we have both your answers. Nicole's was most comments are encouraging for my body. I've never had someone flat out say a negative comment about my body to my face. What I struggle with is positive comments and trying to convince some someone of what I see. But after our episode and naming my inner voice Krista, I retaliate with a negative comment. It's a lot easier recognizing that Krista is the one commenting negatively, not me. Same if someone comments on what I'm eating or how much slash little I'm eating. That one I'm still working on, but yeah, basically learning to know when Nicole's in my head or Krista has been a big game changer for me. Uh, Shout out to you guys for helping me with that. I was going to say, that's so cool that she, that first of all, that we were like witness to that, like during that episode, (laughs) that she like named her inner, you know, self, um, you know, her inner mean girl. Yeah. Her inner mean girl. Mm -hmm. Um, That was really cool. And so it's, that's. (laughs) really like positive to hear that um but I find it interesting that she says you know it's not nobody's really made a negative comment it's like the the positive comments actually Mm -hmm. that are really triggering for her to Mm -hmm. have to like switch switch around Mm -hmm. um I'll let you read Ashley's Ashley's uh Ashley's response was um all comments honestly make me so cringe good or bad I try to think of their mental headspace if it was a negative. Example, older people mentioning, you look healthy, or grandmas (laughs) saying, you've put on weight. (laughs) Uh, Sort of detaching my reaction and saying, one, they may not know what they're saying is triggering, so don't actually get upset with them. And two, confront them if it's out of line. My simple response when people talk about others gossiping, (coughs) she looks sick or fat, is literally just, come on, you don't know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But especially calling people out, not in a rude way, but letting them know it's not okay, which I think is super important. I Mm -hmm. think it's really important to, if somebody's saying something and you can tell they don't mean anything bad by it, but it's still affecting you in that way, I think it's really important to let them know. Like, Mm -hmm. just so you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which can be hard, though. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how close you are with that person. If you're, if that person's a total stranger, sometimes I think it's easier. Mm-hmm. But for some people, that's it's harder mm-hmm. to tell. So a total stranger, like mm, you probably shouldn't say that to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it just makes me think of. So we had like a potluck back back here, mm-hmm. and I um, get. Well, you know, you were at the branch when people would comment on my body size, like, all the time, right? Um, And so I think, I can't remember what had come up, but I had, like, explained it to Denise and Trina, um, our boss, and um, I think it really took Trina by surprise because it was just, like, a different perspective. Like, oh, my God, I've never thought about it in that way. But now it's so funny because now anytime 
they're around and they hear somebody come in, they're all like, like ready to fight somebody. Basically, <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, I was so mad when she said that." We buck up. Yeah, but we were at like a potluck and somebody said some, I don't know, like, "Oh, you, you need to eat this," or I don't know. I don't yeah, even so remember what it was. Stupid. Yeah, stupid. And I was just like, yeah. I think all of them just like. Yeah, like looked. I remember that Daggers. one so funny. member that I think you were pregnant. Even mm-hmm. and she's I like, know you're still so small. Like, and you're like, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> you like went in the back. I <laughs> okay. Like, I think I do remember that. Bitch. And you're literally pregnant. Like, what the fuck? But it's 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 very hard to to tell somebody, especially in especially in certain environments. I think that's a huge factor too. Is mm-hmm. like where I'm at. Well, if I'm clocked in and behind a counter, to me, that makes a difference of how my response is going to be. So I think a lot of the times, and you can vouch for me at the branch, if something happened, I'd be like, I'm just going to take a lap in Fred Meyers. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. And I just, yep, clear (laughs) my head and come back. And (laughs) Well, yeah, that was good. I'm glad that they responded. They're so great. They responded so quickly. And um, it's really nice to hear from them i like keeping in touch with mm-hmm. everyone that we've talked to so yeah. far so, so keep in mind yes <laughs> we will have questions for you oh yeah um, yeah you got my number so <laughs> yes um so i think we'll wrap it up with just saying we're both really honored to have you here and yeah. um, super thankful that you came in and talked to us mm-hmm. anything else you want to add no. <laughs> okay. Um, was it fun? Yeah, actually. Okay, <laughs> was it as um, nerve-wracking as you thought it would be? No. I thought it was going to be worse. I literally, like, pictured it all week, just me, like, ending up in, like, tears or something. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Just, uh, but it was good. <laughs> um, yeah. We're always in tears. I was going to say, actually, I think maybe this is the first episode where I didn't cry for whatever reason. But... <laughs> I think because you just keep everything so light. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably on purpose. But you definitely, um, maybe you don't know it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I point things <laughs> out about people. Um, but you definitely, like, keep it as light as possible, I think, when you're talking to people about it. Yeah. it's To me, it's just something that happened. And, like, just I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it happened. Like, it made me a better person in the end. So yeah. I can't really be resentful or, like, yeah. upset anymore. Like, I don't want to hold all of that in yeah. and just be an angry person. Yeah. yeah. It takes a yeah. lot of energy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, I'm open for people to hit me up if yeah. you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. That makes us excited. Yeah. <laughs> hey, M&Ms. Thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told. That's right, and you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MentalMPodcast, or email us at mmpodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.